Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. I had a really fun and busy week this week, hence the title, One Girl, Three Carpets. And guys, get your head out of the gutter if you think I'm trying to be anything other than cute with that title. Remember, like, two girls, one cup, but anyway. (laughs) So I attended the premiere of the HBO documentary, The Bronx USA, the Broadcasting and Cable Hall of Fame Gala, and a special screening of the new Apple TV series, The Morning Show, starring Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, who are perfect in real life. I mean, I cannot deal that Jen Aniston is 50. It's not real, but more on that later. Let's start with The Bronx USA. I had the best time at the premiere that night. So HBO makes this awesome documentary following 88-year-old George Shapiro as he revisits where he grew up in the Bronx. George Shapiro is an American talent manager best known for repping Carl Reiner, Andy Kaufman, and of course, Jerry Seinfeld. He was also a producer on the Seinfeld show. So he's a really successful guy in the entertainment industry. And um, he's pretty well known in the industry as well. I didn't know who he was, but apparently everybody else did. Um, The doc also features cameos from Bronx natives, actors, Chaz Palminteri and Alan Alda, just to name a few, who reminisce about their hometown and how it's changed. George also goes back and speaks to some students at his old high school, DeWitt Clinton, and he's totally astonished that high school kids nowadays have to go through metal detectors and just how different things are. So let's just talk about George Shapiro in person. The premiere was at the Warner Media Center at Hudson Yards, which was a gorgeous space overlooking the whole city. And George was by far the most spirited and energetic 88-year-old I have ever seen. He was so happy to be there and so bubbly. And he was so small, I just wanted to put him in my pocket and take him home with me. So I'm going to play a clip from the beginning of our interview. And he was just awesome and talkative, and he wanted a hug from me. <laughs> you can hear the interaction. Um, and I was just dying. He's, he's the best. So take a listen. Great. Hi, con- congratulations. Oh, you you are the sweetest man. I'm just watching you and, and I'm obsessed with you and I want to take you home with me. I want to hug you for a camera. Was that our camera? <laughs> yes, you are the sweetest man. So do you, I'm Lauren. Lauren, nice to meet you. Do, are you a diehard Yankees fan just because default, the Bronx? That's, that's the most incredible story. That question is amazing. I mean, is it? Why? Uh, I'm not a Yankee fan. I, uh, this is an st- incredible. You asked the best question. No one asked this at all ever. Really? There was 15 friends of ours, you know, and we have from kindergarten, and there were only two of us. When, when, when I was in the 30s and 40s, 
The Yankees were dominant. I mean, they would win every every time. And and uh, my partner, he came, became my partner on Biz Shapiro West Production, Howard West. We sort of gravitated towards the underdogs. The Dodgers were a very colorful team, you know, and we and they were underdogs. And the Yankees were so extremely prominent. So we became Dodger fans. And then the, the excitement when Jackie Robinson broke through, you know, and, 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 and then the, the happiest year of my life was 1955, when the Dodgers won the World Series from the Yankees. So 1955 is the happiest year of my life. What about now? You want to hear something funny? Yes. Uh, I won't say it, because you have to know. Did you see the film? Not yet. Okay, okay, then I will. Uh, Okay, I'm not going to tell you. There's so many, so many great things in it. I'm but, but so excited to see call it. Call me anytime after the film. Did you guys catch that part? George told me to call him if I had questions on the documentary. I love it. Isn't that so nice? Okay, so then the craziest thing happened. George is telling me a story about Jackie Robinson and Pee Wee Reese and baseball and... Out of nowhere, Jerry Seinfeld just walked up to us during the interview. So obviously on the inside, the fangirl in me is freaking out. I'm like looking at my camera guy. Are you getting this? And I wanted to pee my pants. But I tried to be very, very casual. And I think I was. So take a listen. A racial prejudice like never before in history. Oh and and, and, pee, and pee were... And he gets away with murder because of it. <laughs> I, was, I was telling him to Pee Wee Reese, not Jackie Robinson story. Oh, really? On Cincinnati when Jackie, you know, they, that was so racial horror, horror place. It was Cincinnati. Right. And Pee Wee Reese put his arm around him. And, and, and they, that picture went viral forever and ever. Before viral was even viral, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. It was an actual virus in those days. <laughs> <laughs> People felt horrible. Oh, my God, this guy worked so hard, and he still came tonight. That is a true... So nice. I mean, that is a testament to you. I gave him the night it off. It's a testament. Oh, it is. It's, I, I really appreciate it. You have no idea. And then we took a selfie. It was amazing. You can check it out on my Instagram page. And wasn't it just a great moment when George Shapiro told Jerry how much it meant to him that he came that night? I was just so proud of that whole thing. So check out the Bronx USA doc on HBO, HBO On Demand and Go and Amazon Prime. It's available now. So moving on to the Broadcasting and Cable 29th Annual Hall of Fame Gala. It was at the Zigfield Ballroom and it was honoring Kelly Ripa and I was on the red carpet, which was pretty slow to be honest. Kerry Washington was maybe the biggest celebrity that showed up to the carpet and she took a picture and then she left, which was fine. Um, and then Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest showed up and they only gave the house crew an interview. And I was annoyed because all of the Dateline anchors were on the tip sheet and they were supposed to be on the carpet, but they never showed up. I think they just went straight to the ballroom. And I'm obsessed with Dateline and Keith Morrison. And I was so pumped and prepared to ask him all these questions about true crime and hear his amazingly deep voice. But oh well. It was mainly executives and network CEOs, which again was totally fine. Um, I found the CEO of Showtime, David Nevins, to be the most interesting. And he was also the most handsome. And I was pleasantly surprised and okay with it. And I asked him about the show, The Loudest Voice, um, because I love that show. And here's what he had to say. 
took a huge hand in that. How was that? I did. I had a big hand. Uh, very early on, Jason Blum came to me and said, I'm developing this really interesting thing about the rise of Fox News. And I thought it was a really important and fascinating story for our times. And uh, we bought Gabe Sherman's book and then began to adapt it with writers and eventually uh, came time to cast it. And you're like, who do you want to cast it with? And uh, I thought of two, two great actors who are not here anymore. Uh, James Gandolfini. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. You're thinking. So I was thinking then, and then we we're like, nah, we got to find. And, and then Russell Crowe, he said, what about Russell Crowe? That was Jason Blum's idea. Uh, and it was fascinating watching Russell transform himself. And I thought it was really riveting television and uh, moving and entertaining and sometimes funny, but I think it was really like a really powerful piece. It was amazing. It was eye opening. And I actually didn't know it was Sienna Miller until my husband was like, that's Sienna Miller. She yeah. was incredible. I mean, she does an incredible job transforming and uh, the sort of hair and makeup and uh, prosthetics that they did on the show I thought was really extraordinary. And Sienna Miller was utterly unrecognizable. But yeah. So thank you so much for that. That's amazing television. What's been your favorite show? I mean, I think about a lot of shows over the years. I think about Will and Grace. Uh, I think about Homeland and Billions. Uh, I think about. Um, Arrested Development. Um, I love Escape at Dannemora. I love Twin Peaks. Um, and there's so many shows. Uh, and they all have a different feel, and I have different, you know, feelings about them because you know they were very. When you do a show, you end up developing really close relationships with the creators and frequently the actors. Uh, and I made lifelong friends in this business, and and. Uh, you know, I got in it to be with great creative people, and I feel very lucky. I probably would have replaced Twin Peaks with Dexter, David, but hey, that's me. And I'm not going to lie, when I guessed Philip Seymour Hoffman was an original thought for Roger Ailes, I was so proud of myself, and I kind of wanted to do a mic drop. That probably wouldn't have gone over well, but hey, I was still proud. Okay, and the last carpet of the week was the special screening of a new Apple TV show, The Morning Show, which was at the Paley Center. And there was actually a huge premiere for the show um, the very night before at Lincoln Center with tons of celebrities and notable people, but unfortunately, we didn't get invited to that one. Um, but, you know, I heard it was a total shit show and actors were barely giving interviews and it was very chaotic. So I'm happy that we got to attend the screening that we did at the Paley Center because um, the actors were more accessible and it was a lot quieter. And Reese and Jen gave interviews to every single outlet, which was great. I produced this event, so my reporter was mainly the one getting the interviews, but wow. Jen Aniston and Reese Witherspoon are so beautiful in real life. Reese is just so fresh-faced and sweet-seeming, and Jen Aniston is so fit, and while she does look a bit older than Reese, I mean, because she is, she is still so perfect, and they both seem really happy to be there and in good spirits. Maybe also because I read they each make over $2 million an episode, but anyway, the, a quick overview of the morning show. It centers around Jen Aniston's character, who's a popular morning show news anchor, 
and whose co-anchor of 15 years, played by Steve Carell, gets fired over a sexual misconduct scandal. So Aniston finds herself fighting to keep her job and also is at odds with Witherspoon's character, who seems to be competing with her all of a sudden. The show is actually based on a book by journalist Brian Stelter called Top of the Morning, Inside the Cutthroat World of Morning TV. So, if the premise of the morning show sounds kind of familiar to you, <clears throat> Matt Lauer, it's actually not what creator-writer Carrie Aaron based her adaption of the script on. Carrie Aaron, um, she's also the writer-creator of the show Bates Motel, which I loved, and also Friday Night Lights. I did get to do a quick interview with her and check out what she had to say about this when I subtly asked what the show was based on, if anyone in particular. Uh, okay, okay. Well, no, it wasn't. I mean, there have been a couple of guys who have, you know, lost their jobs on morning shows. Um, it's a thing. It's a serious thing. But I didn't want to write a show about Matt Lauer. I really wanted to write a show about these specific and unique characters and the world I was creating for those, the psychology of those characters. So it's not Matt Lauer. I, yeah, I didn't even say that. I totally wasn't even going to say that. But, but thank you. But thank you so much. I hope you have a great night thank and you. congratulations. Yeah, of course. Bye. Yes, of course. Thank you. So it wasn't based on Matt Lauer or anyone in particular. Um, and I don't know if you guys caught the last part of that, but Carrie was so nice thanking me for telling her how much I loved the Bates Motel at the beginning of the interview, which I didn't include, but she was very sweet. Um, you guys can watch The Morning Show now on Apple TV, and let me know what you think. You can send me a DM on Instagram, at Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to check out our YouTube channel for full interviews, Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast, and download and subscribe on Apple. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.